Welcome, children, to Spring Branch Academy. This is where we seek to instill wisdom and inspire worship in every student to the glory of God. I'm glad that you're doing week two of our memorization program. As we review these things, pay close attention to the wording, repeat them as often as needed, and may you do so with delight, knowing that memorization provides that delight. There are three ways that God reveals himself to us. Through his works, through his words, and through his word. His works in creation, his words in the Bible, and his word, who is Jesus, the Son of God, according to John chapter 1. In language, we know that the liberal arts involve the trivium and the quadrivium. Last week we learned that the trivium involves grammar and logic and rhetoric. This week we're learning that the three R's of traditional education are related to the liberal arts. The three R's are reading, writing, and arithmetic. It's interesting that writing relates to the trivium. Those are the, the liberal arts of words, the skills with words. And arithmetic relates to the quadrivium. That's the mathematical arts of numbers. Reading, I would like to say, is the Bible. Because the liberal arts of classical education does not give you the big picture of history. But the Bible does. Because God sees the end from the beginning. And he alone has wisdom. That's why wisdom comes from his mouth. Again, the three R's of traditional education are reading, writing, and arithmetic. Scripture reading and memorization is from the beginning of man, where we learn that God created Adam and Eve, the first man and the first woman, but also the first marriage. So what is the origin of marriage and of woman? It is to give man a suitable but opposite companion, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. Genesis 2.18 It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. Genesis 2.18 The pattern of marriage for all time is based on the origin of marriage. What often is called leave and cleave. Scripture says, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cling to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Genesis 2.24 In other words, because of how God made man and woman. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cling to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Genesis 2.24 the purpose of man is reflected in the dominion mandate where God blessed man and gave him stewardship over creation, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Genesis 1.28 Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, 
and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Genesis 1.28 Our bonus verse for these weeks, Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Give ear and hear the words of the wise, and set your heart to what I know. For words are pleasant when they arise, assembled and ready from down below. That in the Lord may be your trust, I teach you now today, I must. Have I not written to you thirty words in counsel and information, that you may learn, that you may answer the truth in recitation? Proverb number two, from Proverbs 22 to 24, the thirty words of the wise. Do not go with a man of heat. You'll learn his ways and trap your feet. Again, do not go with a man of heat. You'll learn his ways and trap your feet. It is not wise, children, to have angry friends. You will eventually learn anger is the general rule. Turning now to math. We learned again the liberal arts are the trivium and the quadrivium, the verbal arts and the mathematical arts. Last time we learned that there are two kinds of basic math, counting math and measuring math. Counting math is arithmetic. Measuring math is geometry. But there's more things than you can measure than just geometry. In all, there are four mathematical arts from the classical time period. Arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy. Arithmetic is counting. Geometry is measuring, but measuring in space. Music is measuring in time. And astronomy is measuring in time and space. And I think of the ancient man looking up to the heavens and how regular the stars move around, and knowing, as Genesis 1 says, they were given as signs to be able to tell time. I think of the heavens as God's clock given to us as people. In science, we have three orders of being, spirit, soul, and body. Spirit is our thought, will, and conscience before God, what enables us to talk with God because God is spirit. Soul, in the way the Bible uses it, is that life principle that moves the animals and moves us as well as those who are alive. The body is matter and energy, but it's in a living form. 
in that it grows, and we share this with the plants. It's really interesting that these three are very hierarchical and are mentioned in the New Testament that we would be preserved in spirit and soul and body. Our culture tends to flatten everything and make humans like animals and make animals like plants. But how wondrous is our God and how he made everything. It gets more and more wondrous as we go up. And you have all three. You are spirit and soul and body. In geography and chronology, we have several numbers that are ordering what we're learning. 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 10, and 12. 40, 70. Tell the story well. Last week was one. You live on one point. A moment in time and a location in space. Today we learn about two things with regard to space. There is the invisible world and the visible world. The invisible world of God and the angels and the visible world that you and I see every day. Both are real and because God is spirit, the invisible world is more real. Two realms of time also is what you experience. In time, there's a beginning and an end, and so that's two aspects of time. We know from the Bible that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and we also learn that there's an end. We'll learn that in Revelation regarding the number seven. But there's two time periods to time. There's before Christ and after Christ. B.C., before Christ, and A.D., Anno Domini. You need to say that with me. Anno Domini. It means in the year of our Lord. The ancients used to tell time by when a king started reigning. And it would be the fifth year of King so-and-so. Well, we are now in the 224th year of the reign of Jesus Christ, according to traditional chronology. And last, regarding our history as we walk through the Bible, we're learning a timeline, and then we're learning each section at a time. Last week was creation. Today will be Adam and Eve. Our timeline, Adam and Eve and the two Cain and Abel. Noah, the flood, and the tower of Babel. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our fathers. Sarah, Rebecca, and rivaling mothers. Reuben and Sibion. Levi and Judah. Joseph and Benjamin, twelve sons in all. An unlikely way to answer the fall. And who are Adam and Eve? Well, the first man, the first woman, and the first what? Marriage. Adam and Eve are a mystery. They're first, but not firstborn in history. Adam was made from the dust, and Eve was made from his rib. Christ laid his life down for us, and from his body we live. Adam and Eve are a mystery of Christ and the church before history. One sin at a tree condemned you and me, but Christ justifies us at his tree. So we see here that Adam and Eve relate to us in several ways. They are the first man and the first woman, but they aren't born. So we can't say they're the firstborn. Adam from dust and Eve from Adam. 
Well, that's like the church in Christ. Because Christ laid his life down for us, we gain our life as the church, if we are believers, we gain our life from his body. The church is made from the body of Christ and then brought back to him at the end of history to be one. So every marriage pictures Christ and the church. Adam's sin also affected us in that when he sinned, we also sinned in him. And so we are condemned in Adam, and so we all die in Adam. But thankfully, he is a type of Christ, a pattern of Jesus. And so as Adam's one sin condemned all, Jesus' one act of righteousness on the cross justifies all who are in him clears them of guilt. So again, our poem, who are Adam and Eve, the first man and the first woman and the first marriage? Adam and Eve are a mystery. They're first, but not firstborn in history. Adam was made from the dust and Eve was made from his rib. Christ laid his life down for us and from his body we live. Adam and Eve are a mystery of Christ and the church before history. One sin at a tree condemned you and me, but Christ justifies us at his tree. May the Lord bless each of you. May he give you wisdom and may it lead to worship. Until next time, may the Lord bless you. Amen.